0: Hey, I'm Sam.
1: And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School.
0: Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand.
1: Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover.
0: So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant school. School. Hello everyone, welcome to Plant School episode 5. Today we're going to be talking about fertilizing. To begin with, let's start with the basics. What is fertilizer?
1: A fertilizer, I, I just googled the definition of it. This is what it says. It says a chemical or natural substance added to soil or land to increase its fertility. It includes macronutrients and micronutrients to aid plant growth and function. Kind of a long definition. Yeah. So we're going to dive into kind of what that means. First of all, it mentioned in the definition macronutrients and micronutrients. Most of these are already found within your soil. Of course, they can leach out over time with watering, and that's kind of why you need fertilizer. So the three big macronutrients that are listed on a fertilizer, we have NPK, and that is just their, their oh, elemental signs. signs. NPK stands for nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. These three macronutrients are really important for plants. And these are usually the three that are listed on bags of fertilizer when you buy them. And we'll kind of talk about this a little more as we go on. But nitrogen is going to help with the overall greenness of your plant. It helps with your plant growing more leaves, Phosphorus really helps your roots and flowers, so this is something that's really important if you have a flowering houseplant like an orchid. Potassium can help just general cellular functions.
0: Just so kind of like how we eat and we get nutrients.
1: Exactly.
0: So when you go buy fertilizer, there's like numbers on there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So what, what are those different levels of NPK? Because is that what it says on the fertilizer bag is NPK?
1: No, and that's what's kind of confusing about it. It just has those those three numbers and it doesn't say like, oh, this is the number for nitrogen. This is the number for potassium. This is phosphorus. So it'll just say those three numbers, and just remember that it's always NPK. Like that's the order they always come in. Whether you're buying fertilizer for your lawn, for your house plant, anything, it's always NPK. How do
0: we? Yeah. How does that useful for someone who doesn't really know like what plants need as far as nitrogen and phosphorus and potassium go?
1: That's a good question. I guess it's not very useful at all if you have no yeah, idea what Because I look at I'm like,
0: why do I care what a 10, 15...
1: Yeah that's probably like when you would ask someone at the store and that's kind of why I wanted to cover this in this episode because it's something that not a lot of people generally know when they're fertilizing anything but it's obviously something important it's literally what the fertilizer is made of.
0: Like how many old people who garden and take care of plants their whole lives how many of them actually know what those numbers mean?
1: Yeah, I don't know, because it was not something I knew before I was in my landscape management major. But now you do know because you're listening to this podcast. I, <laughs> I feel like it's something known within the industry, but outside of it, it's just a little confusing. So that's why we have plant school.
0: Have you mentioned the recommended numbers?
1: I oh. have not. Oh. So it kind of depends on the plant Like I mentioned earlier, phosphorus can be really beneficial for like houseplants that can flower, like an orchid, like an azalea, things of that nature. But in general, this is what you want to buy. I would recommend a 10-15-10 or a 20-20-20. Those two. That's all I'm going to give you. If you just go to Amazon and you put in 10-15-10 fertilizer, you will find something. It will probably work just fine for you. But you do want to make sure that those numbers are correct. 20 20 is really easy to remember. Professionals do recommend a 24-8-16, but that is just too fancy. Maybe if you like had a greenhouse, that would be something those to Those are all into. multiples of eight. Oh, look at you.
0: Yeah.
1: I would just say if you just need to do basic fertilization for your plant, find a 10, 15, 10, or just a 20, 20, 20. Those are kind of just like all-purpose fertilizers for houseplants.
0: Well, this has been riveting so far. <laughs> I'm
1: so sorry. <laughs> this is exciting. Fertilizer's cool.
0: Yeah. You learning? Yeah. A lot. People can go back and re-listen to this. So how do you fertilize? you just sprinkle it on there? you just dump the whole bag in uh, your pot?
1: If you want to kill your plant, yeah. <laughs> just Go right ahead. It and... Yeah, so again, it depends on what kind you buy. There's some that just dissolves in water, so you just scoop it out and put it in water and there's some that is already liquid and so you just have a little dropper and you drop it into your water. So you're always putting it into your water, you don't put it directly onto your plant or onto your soil, bad idea. That will usually result in fertilizer burn. There are those types, there's also some that are slow release, like little. they look like little beads that you mix in with your soil. Those are a little more expensive but they can be pretty effective as well you're gonna read your fertilizer label and it'll be like we recommend like five drops for 10 ounces so you'll measure out 10 ounces of water and you'll put in five drops i do recommend being more conservative though you are like ah, this feels like too much then maybe don't do that much because being more conservative will never hurt when it comes to fertilizer
0: so now we're gonna go on to when do you fertilize how often
1: I feel like every time we ask a question i just say oh it depends because <laughs> this is another one it depends on the plant i actually do have a few youtube videos on our tinny plants youtube if you want to look up and see if i have a video for your specific plant i will say i don't have all the plants in the world so i don't have all the videos of how to fertilize every single plant but but
0: you're... oh how you wish you had every plant in the <sighs> world.
1: we would be living in a jungle if that were the case
0: Yeah.
1: These are just some general rules to keep in mind. So number one, if you have a plant that is struggling, it's a little unhealthy, fertilizing is just another added stress, and you don't want to add that on top of the plant. So what I would say is make sure if like your plant is struggling, make sure you've tried everything to help it. You've Put it in a sunnier area or you've really watched your watering you've made sure that there's no problems with the soil and if all of those things seem okay then go ahead and try fertilizing it because there are obviously like if something's going on with your plant like maybe it's leaves are a little yellow it could be fertilizing maybe it's missing a macro or micronutrient But I would say don't always try fertilizing as like a a way to fix your plant. You want your plant to be healthy. Make sure that there's nothing else going on with it before you fertilize. Second thing, and I already mentioned this kind of like too much fertilizer causes your plant to burn, not like a fire, (laughs) but it will get crispy on its edges. If you do notice this, maybe you accidentally dumped a little too much in your water, you can flush out the soil. Just put it under the sink and just let water run through your plant soil. Can kind of help. So always just be a little more conservative when you're fertilizing and lastly if your plant is in low light and growing slowly it's not necessary to fertilize it as much as those plants that are growing quickly they're in sunny areas just because your plant in low light isn't uptaking as many nutrients and depleting its soil as fast does that make sense yeah Usually, if it is in a dark area and you're not seeing it grow too much, honestly, just replenishing its soil, repotting it every few years is enough for it.
0: Gotcha. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we will talk about why we should fertilize our plants, and then Rachel will go over some different brands that are popular. Alright, we're back. Is fertilizer necessary?
1: I would say that most of the time it is not really necessary. So most of your houseplants they will grow just fine, not have like any really adverse effects besides not as much like robust growth. So if you're wanting your plant to be like optimum, tip top, always growing, then fertilizer is a great idea. But honestly, I don't fertilize my houseplants very much. They're fine. They don't look like they're like on their last leg. They, I don't know, they look like your average plant Sometimes a plant can rely on fertilizer for its health. So one example of this are palms. They generally need it because they are slower at uptaking nutrients. Do you want to know the science behind it or no? Yeah, I don't, know don't that,
0: go too in depth. But.
1: I know this is a f- an episode about fertilizer and most of you are like, oh my gosh. But I think it's interesting. So most plants have a continuous vascular system. Uh, Water goes up and down, and nutrients go up into the plant, whereas palms have a discontinuous vascular system. So it's, it's harder for them. It's harder for the water to flow up. It's harder for its nutrients to flow up, and the water to flow up and down, I should say. Generally, they're just going to need fertilizer on like a more rigid regime than other houseplants will. They're more likely to show signs of not being fertilized than other houseplants. The other thing I've kind of, I don't know, kind of forgot to mention is that there are specific fertilizers for certain plants like orchids. If you like go on and Google orchid fertilizer or azalea fertilizer or plant, how does, is it?
0: Poinsettia, poinsettias,
1: poinsettias or poinsettia. Poinsettias?
0: Well, there's the poinsettia bowl in football.
1: Is it the poinsettiable?
0: I don't think so. I think it's poinsettia bowl. That's what
1: I thought, but one well, one time, the only time I worked at a floral shop, everyone called it a poinsettia, and I was so confused. Maybe
0: that's what it is. Maybe maybe it's the broadcasters, or maybe I just don't listen to them right.
1: Anyways, that's just another example of a plant that has like a specific fertilizer for itself to address its like specific needs of fertilizer. I would say you can use that fertilizer or you can just use your all-purpose one. It's probably better to use the one that's specifically for that plant Are they
0: probably gonna be more pricey? They
1: will be, yeah. And it's only for a couple of houseplants. Like you're not gonna go out and find fiddle fig fertilizer. You know what I mean? It's just a few like orchids and poinsettias. I decided it's poinsettia.
0: Okay, we're going to get a bunch of hate mail. Yeah,
1: it's poinsettia, you ding.
0: (laughs) All right, last question, and we'll wrap up about fertilizer and... Sam
1: is so thrilled (laughs) to be finished with this conversation. I'm sure
0: there are lots of people out there who have questions about fertilizer.
1: Whatever. This is my favorite episode, so they better have a lot of questions.
0: (laughs) There are other mediums to learn about fertilizer, which we'll do our best to provide through videos or or the blog. So what, what brand is best? What would you recommend?
1: Yeah, so I don't really know what brand is best. Um, There's a lot of great brands out there. I can tell you, though, what brands. No, not what brands, but what kinds I hate. I'm going to get controversial here. So Careful. I took a class called Soil Science, and this was one of the, I don't know, one of the things that our professor mentioned quite a few times, and I've seen quite a few times just in my own experience, but there are a lot of organic fertilizers out there that I just think that they're garbage. Is that controversial?
0: It is. Are you just rolling around (laughs) Um, in your chair? I (laughs) can't wait to read the breaking news on this.
1: Okay, well, maybe I'm just gonna move on. Just gonna move on here.
0: I can just see this trending on Twitter. Breaking <laughs> <laughs> garbage organic fertilizers. Watch out.
1: So, for example, when I was searching for fertilizers to kind of recommend to you guys or not to recommend, one of them in its title included fish and seaweed blend, and its NPK ratio, like we talked about, and also I don't know if I mentioned this, but the numbers is the percentage of the active ingredients. So,
0: oh, you didn't mention that. I'm that so made sorry.
1: <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So when earlier when we were talking about the 202020, 20, 20, that's 20% nitrogen of all the active ingredients, 20% potassium, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So So when it's
0: 202020, if my math is right, there's another 40% out there.
1: Yeah, so that can be micronutrients, oh, other different things not like and like
0: hidden GMOs.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Chemicals to yeah. kill you in your home. Yeah. <laughs> no. I guess this will kind of stand in stark contrast because the fish and seaweed one I was talking about earlier, it's NBK ratio was two, three, one. Like very low.
0: That ain't enough nitrogen. We
1: need 20, 20, 20. (laughs) I just, there was another one I found that was just called pump and grow and it was one, one, one.
0: (laughs) Pump and grow and pray.
1: (laughs) A little sprinkle of prayer. (laughs) Good luck. Yeah, I don't know. They do work to an extent, but their ratios are so low that you would have to use a large amount. And as you can imagine, fish and seaweed blend, they stink. Yeah. They can kind of stink. Fish and seaweed, it's like a fish meal, ground up fish, or there's bone meal, which is ground up bone. There's blood meal, Mm. different things like that. They're more costly. They can stink. I would say the only real benefit is that they are eco-friendly. Like, it's natural ingredients, but they just aren't very effective.
0: At what cost do you want to be eco-friendly?
1: Yeah. I would say using a normal fertilizer that's, like, all-purpose, it's not organic, if you use it correctly and you don't, you're not just, like, sprinkling it around to your neighborhood's groundwater or things like that, it's not going to make a difference in your ecosystem. You'll be just fine.
0: I'm glad you haven't used fish and seaweed in our house. Yeah. I'd be like, what Stank. the heck is that? <laughs> yeah. We're not having any more plants in this house. <laughs>
1: I would recommend, and I'm recommending these because I have used them. So I use two. I use Jack's Classic All-Purpose Fertilizer, which is 20-20-20. It's easy to remember because my...
0: that's who we named him after, our son. Yeah. After the fertilizer. I love this
1: fertilizer. (laughs) I named my son after him. He's
0: a (laughs) 20-20-20. I don't know what that
1: means. (laughs) Anyways, my second one that I recommend is Schultz Plant Food, and that's a 10-15-10. That one's a liquid one, so it just has a little dropper. I bought this one a while ago, and holy cow, I have not even made a dent in it because, I don't know, Fertilizer should last you a long time. You don't want to be going crazy <laughs> unless like you have a bajillion plants, then maybe it'll go quick. But general brands are just fine. Just try and find a 10-15-10 or 20-20-20. Not
0: a 1-1-1. One, one, one.
1: Not a one one one. I feel like it's just a scam to sell to people who are wanting to be eco friendly and organic.
0: Is that like the plant people lingo and they're out in the dating scene? Like, oh let me tell you, girl, he was a he was a (laughs) twenty twenty twenty. Girl. girl. Oh I'm never going out with him again. He was a one one one.
1: He was a fish and seaweed, if you know what I mean. mean. (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh. Plant people are Southern too, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know where that came from.
0: (laughs) That's our episode. Hope you enjoyed it.
1: I hope so too. Sam, did you enjoy it? There
0: were some riveting parts and some deep doctrine on fertilizer.
1: (laughs) And you can read more about this. I will be coming out with new articles if you want to learn more on tinnyplants.com. It is our new website that we just got published and Sam made it look beautiful. Thank you, Sam. We have our YouTube page that covers quite a few basics on fertilizing to Tinny Plants on YouTube.
0: Thanks for listening and hope you join us next time.
1: Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tinny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube.
0: Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T E N N E Y, Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.